All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, all is well here because uh, I'm not in El Paso. That news just dropped earlier. Mass shooting, 20 dead, more wounded, and apparently... 20 dead, really? I didn't I didn't hear many details about it. I've been, like, working, and I, I had a show earlier, man. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it gets worse than that. Um so, and this is preliminary reports because we are recording on Saturday, uh, August 3rd, day of the shooting. But the preliminary early reports suggest that the guy posted a manifesto that tied to the shooting in New Zealand a while ago where that guy shot up uh, mosques. And that guy tied his shooting to uh, the asshole in South Carolina that shot up the black church. So the early reporting is that this is all tied to white nationalist asshole racist bullshits, and so he targeted Hispanics. Is is the it's not random. It's it's hate crime. Wow, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, and that's it's it's what I'm about to say isn't funny, but it's funny, sad. One of the stories I sent you, um, listeners. Uh, that's Jake Vevra, uh, comedian, in New York City. I'm Nathan Timmel, comedian. And uh, when, whenever we talk about anything even remotely serious or political, uh, we always like to put one really stupid story at the end. Um, and so one of the stories I sent you, I said, wow, if this is your biggest complaint in life, I wish I was you. Your life is so easy. So it's even more ironic that as we sit down to record, there is a horrible active shooting in El Paso, white hate, apparently 20 dead. And the story I sent you was... Complaints flood Taco Bell after its hotel sold out in two minutes. I do like that that we we could have started on a really happy note with this Taco Bell story. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> maybe could've. just mentioned we could have built some momentum before we went into mass shootings, you know. But, uh, yeah, now we're at Taco Bell. But, yeah, that, that was the hotel, right? Yeah, they, they there was a hotel that already existed, so it's not that like they built a Taco Bell motel. It's a hotel that already existed, and all they did was one weekend, this weekend, they turned it into a Taco Bell-themed motel or hotel. And so it only had 70 rooms. Apparently, it's this sort of smaller boutique uh, hotel, and, and people sold it out in two minutes. They wanted to go to the Taco Bell hotel and get served uh, Taco Bell breakfast, advanced menu items, testing menu items. People love Taco Bell. You know, I feel bad for the sorry sons of bitches that got to clean those bathrooms, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Most disgusting bathrooms of any hotel service. I, gotta tell, I, I do not dislike Taco Bell. I just don't understand. Well, I don't understand people's fascination with anything uh, for the most part. Like, I love certain things, but I have... A barrier to where it's not obsessive. Like, people, I, I wouldn't go, oh, my God, I've got to go to the Taco Bell mo- uh, hotel. Oh, my God, I'm so angry I didn't get in. The same way people are like, oh, my God, Disney World. And they're like, yeah, you know, or, or Harry Potter or any fetish that you get too deep into. I don't have anything in my life like that. And I'm kind of okay with that. Like, my deepest right. Uh, the thing I go deep in is my kids. Yeah, like anytime I hear it, I, I, I like watching the occasional comic book movie when I'm high. However, when I hear a grown man critique one like The Godfather, I just want to open an overpriced action toy and take it out of the box right in front of him, <laughs> de- devaluing it by 80% or whatever, and then twist it right down his dick hole. Yeah, yes. same with this. The Taco Bell 
uh, fucking um, hotel. Did you say this was in California? Uh, yeah, it was actually in Palm Springs, I believe. So, like, not not white trash shitty California, like upscale Palm Springs, Palm Springs. Dude, I don't care Bob if it's Hope. white trash shitty part of California. You're in California. Get actual Mexican food. What are you doing? Right. It'd be one thing if this was. It'd be one thing if okay, middle of the country. Iowa, Iowa, right? Yeah. I can still find pretty good Mexican food in Iowa. Like, it's, I mean, but whatever. I, I I would expect this kind of thing there. I would expect it someplace where it's basically just a bunch of white people and not a lot of Mexican people, hence one of the only Mexican places around, you know? And, and, but, like, dude, I was out, um, I visited my girlfriend's family. She has a, a sister in California. And... Uh, I just sort of mentioned, because we were stopping for food, like, oh, yeah, we should get tacos or something, you know, because we're in, we're in California. That's, you know, that's just what you do. I mean, that's they got they got good Mexican. Everybody knows that. They got good Mexican food. And uh, she was like, yeah, wait till we get back to our place. There's a really good spot right down the street. And, I mean, fucking delicious, man. The tortillas are, like, handmade from scratch. Everything. I mean, it was it was fucking amazing. You know, and the fact that you're going to drive past seven of these places where these there there's like 80 year old Mexican women hand pressing tortillas in there. You're going to drive past that to go check into a Taco Bell hotel. Are you out of your fucking mind? Well, I'll tell you this. The best Mexican I have ever had was here in Iowa. I it was not only was it in Iowa, but it was in a tiny Tiny fucking shit kicker town. No, uh, although I guess they, they had a meat packing plant there, so there were a lot of Hispanics. This was, bet- we know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Hispanics in West Liberty, so they got they have like their their Mexican restaurants are fucking on point, man. Yeah. Well, this one I could, Lydia probably remembers that the deal was we were going to a concert in Minnesota, so we got a hotel halfway between us and the concert, so we could drive to the concert, drive back to the hotel, and then crash. And so we check into the, the hotel, and out the window is there's this Mexican joint, and I said, let's give it a shot. It looks run down, but who gives a shit? We're in the middle of nowhere. It's a, so we go over. Actually, I call to see if they're open because it's so run down, it doesn't even look like it op- it's open. It looks like a closed business. And the person answered in Spanish. And I'm like, hi, um, yeah. do you speak English? And, he's, and he sort of did. And so we get there. And it was this family-run business. And when I say family-run, I mean OSHA would have shut them down because our host and server was like a 13-year-old boy. And he wasn't Very wearing nice. like a waiter uniform. It was just the dad was in the kitchen, the mom was ho- bussing tables, and the kid w- it was it was fucking delicious. I, I, I'm sitting there. I was telling Lydia, I'm like, this is the best Mexican I have ever had. Right. And it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, Iowa, because of this Hispanic family that just decided to settle here and open this hole-in-the-wall joint. Right. California is full of those places, and they are driving past dozens of those. Like, you couldn't even count them on both your hands if they're driving more than two towns away just to get to the Taco Bell Hotel. That's insane, man. People are insane. And, dude, as far as fast food goes, as far as fast food goes, yeah, Taco Bell, they're fucking great. You know, like, but... Only like the dollar talk, like the, and there's, it's not even dollar talk. I went into one not that long ago, 
Uh, and I mean, everything's a little more expensive in New York, especially if you're in Manhattan, which this one was. But I just the, I used to just get the plain hard shells and the plain soft shells. You know, it's basic, but they were like a dollar and some change. So it's like whatever. Um, but yeah, they were like two, almost three bucks. And I'm like, um, at that point, you can all go fuck yourselves in here because I can make my own. I, I had tacos for lunch. They were delicious, you know? I mean, they're not as, as good as, like, the place where it's the family making them who, I mean, they've been making them for decades, and that's what they do, you know? But, like, I can make tacos that are a thousand times better than anything at Taco Bell and spend probably the same amount of money, you know? When it's all said and done, because I'm, I'm buying that stuff in... in you know, I'm buying like a pound of beef or like. Well, and plus, you, you if know, you're eating a Taco Bell, you're not going to get one taco because those tacos no. don't fill you up. So if you're spending three bucks a taco and nine bucks, well, yeah, then you might as well just spend nine dollars on groceries and make your own. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, is I mean, there are like, especially in New York, because there's a lot of like everything. I've I've been to a really high end Mexican restaurant, and actually, it was a a, a a guy they did an episode of Chef's Table on. I went to his place one time huh. for for my birthday. It was it was fucking amazing, you know. But um, for the most part. Mexican restaurants are pretty reasonably priced, dude. And I'm talking like like really good, authentic Mexican food. So like, yeah, everything's usually under ten bucks or twelve bucks tops. Yeah, and that's yeah, for a meal. Not... That's like three enchiladas, right. rice, and beans, and you get right. the tortilla chips on the table with the salsa. Yeah, you get a pretty good, authentic Mexican food for not a ton of scratch, and so. Uh, spending the money at Taco Bell, like I said, unless you're just going for one or two little soft shell tacos, it's it's just not worth it, man. And the thing is, is I, I remember one time I I was at this job where I was I was working at this place out in Queens that wasn't around a ton of shit, so it was kind of like you were you were sort of in the middle of the country again. It just it, it just like a regular city, you know what I mean? And and it, it just sort of had that main strip with just chain restaurants and shit, you know. And I kind of, I just kind of walked and there was a Taco Bell and I went in and I, I got like the soft shell taco, but then I got one of the, the big tacos that's on the sign. That's all big and blown up. And this is the new the 20 gordita chutalita. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's like seven different, um, Mexican entrees that they've smashed the name of together to make one long Taco Bell massive burrito name. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's the Conquistadora burrito here at Taco Bell. It's got fucking queso and Cheetos and shit. You know, and, but like, it, but yeah, it had like the fake, um, you know, nacho cheese. That shitty fucking yellow, just nasty gas station cheese. It had that in there and like tater tots and, and that and a drink and one soft shell. It came to like 12 bucks. And I was like, what in the motherfuck? You know, and I looked at the menu. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this this thing's like eight bucks. Just the thing. And so at that point, I'm like, dude, I could have I could have gotten a really nice burrito with a side of beans and rice from like like a really good Mexican restaurant around here, you know, that makes stuff from scratch and it's fucking great. It's not just a bunch of processed frozen shit that they're shipping in from God knows where. So it's like, I yeah, it's it's just bizarre to me to have an entire hotel chain off of that, and it's it just it sounds. No, it's not a hotel chain. Remember, it's one hotel for first, one weekend. Oh, that's right, that's just right. one hotel, one weekend. It's a specialty thing. It's not 
a series of Taco Bell motels. Why do you want to eat Taco Bell for again? This, this I want them. They better be giving as much money as they can to candidates out there who are pressing for legal weed. This this hotel does not work without legal weed. All right, <laughs> it certainly doesn't sell it's out legal in, two in minutes California. So they got that off going. their fucking ass. Because yeah, this is stoner food, man. It, it absolutely is, and it. It's 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 not even appealing to me to eat that much Taco Bell. It's it's really not. If you were like, dude, I'm giving you free Taco Bell for a weekend, but yeah, we. I'm like, ooh, I I don't know, man. Like, I I don't even know if it's free. They might have to buy it, like order room service and pay for the food, like you right. would in any I mean, other. This yeah. is even. No, I mean, if I'm paying to fucking check into a Taco Bell hotel, it better have. I mean, you know, just a bar. Where you buy a shot and a beer, and it just comes with tacos, you know, or like, um, you know, the 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 soft shells and the hard shells are just free, and they're fucking everywhere. Like, there's a there's a bar in Midtown called Rudy's. It's a little dive bar where they, you, for five dollars, you get a shot and a beer, and they have free hot dogs. And it, it, like, it, it better be one of those kind of deals. Well, I, staying on the same subject, uh, shifting slightly askew, but not much. Before we do, the only thing nastier than that is one time I went to a Colonel Sanders brothel in uh, Kentucky. <laughs> Fucking disgusting, man. I, I mean, like all the women were diabetic and, and, and were missing feet. It was, it was gross. They were all covered in that fake gravy. It was nasty. Well, but I was high, so I enjoyed myself. Speaking of KFC, uh, when I say uh, the same, but just shifting slightly... At the bottom of this article, Taco Bell uh, is owned by Yum Brands, which is basically Pepsi. They changed their PepsiCo changed uh, the restaurants to Yum a while ago for some fucking reason because they didn't want people to know that they owned it. I, uh, so at the bottom of the article says Taco Bell's uh, in-store sales rose 7% in the second quarter, beating their growth of 2%, uh, but it's it fell short of KFC's 17% gain and Pizza Hut's 21% increase. So Taco Bell increased 7%, but Pizza Hut, the shittiest pizza. You, you want to talk about, I mean, you live in New York where there's a, a dollar slice on every corner. I lived in yeah. Boston and had that experience. I live in a town right now that has at least one uh, at Wigan Penn open finally, but there's a, there's a place called Pizza Plus. It's a family-owned with so much good pizza out there, right, who right. is going to Pizza Hut so much that their their sales are increasing 21% in a quarter? Why the fuck are people eating that much Pizza Hut when you know I there are frozen pizzas. I like like I hate the phrase it's DiGiorno, not delivery, but I enjoy DiGiorno frozen pizza more than I have Pizza Hut in the past. Oh, Why, that's a how, bold statement. Why, I, don't, why are, I don't know about that. Well, I, okay, take Frozen out of it. There are still small local family pizza joints. Why the f who is eating that much goddamn shitty Pizza Hut? Yeah, it's 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 really weird, man. I mean, but that's for some reason. I, I mean, Americans just like things plentiful and and cheap in terms of food. That's what sells here. Like I had a, a friend of mine when I was in the army. He would constantly go when. A lot of times when he would he was he had been in for a while, you know, before I got in, and he was uh, he was saying that when whenever he would get passes and stuff, I mean, not all the time, 
but uh, when he would get leave, like on deployments and things like that, sometimes he wouldn't even go home. He would go to like, uh, you, you know, he wouldn't even go to see his family. He would just go to countries around the world, you know, because you can get free right. flights like that, and, you know. So, and and one of one of the things that he did, I mean, a lot of people that travel like to, you know, collect little things from places. His thing was he wanted to try a McDonald's in every single country. Yeah. You know, every. All right. Yeah, and it's kind of cool, though, you know, when you, I mean, when you really, when you see how many different parts of the world McDonald's is in, it's kind of interesting. Like, it sounded okay, kind of weird let, to let me. me. I will interrupt, and I will admit to one thing right now. I've yeah. been to South Korea a handful of times, five, six, maybe seven, I don't know. And every time I went, that was when I ate Burger King the most, like... Right. I am not a fan of squid and uh, fish eyeballs, and I did go to a, a street fair in South Korea once, and they were boiling cockroaches and ladling those into soup bowls. So, yes, that is what well, I to went be to fair, Burger that's King. what's in the secret sauce for a Big Mac. It's uh, cockroaches <laughs> and eyeballs. Well, that's, I would get fries and shakes and uh, um, uh, the breakfast sandwiches, the, the all the safe stuff. But, yeah, that when you are somewhere where the food is Fucking just yeah, we're gonna boil jellyfish now and serve no, that. no, that's not why he did it. Oh, I know that's, that's not, not why I'm he saying did it. that's when yeah. I did it. Is when I was oh, overseas. Gotcha. Like if I'm in a normal country uh, where you know, like see, oh, I like Italy, eating the weird I'll stuff, man. I'm, I'm down with give me the squids and stuff, man. Like I, I love that. that kind of shit. Cockroach is a bit that. far, but I'll, I'll I'll try basically anything. Like it's you know, unless it's really fucking nutty. Like I'm not you know shy to eat. I'll, I'll try anything once, you know. But um, that's not why he did it. You it know, might it might not have been cockroaches. Sort of... It might have been larvae, but it was still gross. It was bugs. It was either larvae or cockroaches, or maybe there was one of each. But I was staring at it, going, "That's fucking bugs. You right. are cooking bugs." Yeah, yeah, no, I've had I've had uh, roasted insects before. You know, they honestly they usually salt and pepper them so much it could be anything. You know what I mean? Like they're small and they're they're seasoned the hell out of and it, it, anything would taste like that if you put that much salt and pepper in. Well, you on, did but. you did hear what happened this week with Las Vegas, right? With the the grasshopper flag. No. Okay, well, that's basically it. A, a, a shit ton of grasshoppers somehow ended up in Las Vegas, like. Imagine a, a plague of grasshoppers and then double that. I mean, it was huge. And the news went viral and made it all the way to Uganda, where apparently grasshoppers are a delicacy. And so it was this big joke of, <laughs> of Ugandan Twitter blowing up and saying, holy crap, hey, box those up and send them here, or I will fly to Vegas and take care of you. It, it, in all seriousness, the Ugandans were looking at Las Vegas and all the grasshoppers yeah. and salivating. So it's kind of but, funny. Yeah, that's the thing. Grass is always greener. You know what they got a plague of right now in in Uganda? Mass um, killings again. Ducks, Genocide. Ducks and what's up? Genocide again. <laughs> Well, not just genocide. It's also ducks and geese with inflamed type 2 diabetic livers and uh, <laughs> a bunch of calves that can't walk, you know? And they're, boom, you know? They don't want to eat them because they think that's gross. But and schoolgirls that have gone missing. Was that Uganda? Find our girls, save our girls? I can't remember. Um, I think... Where was that? Was that was that Sudan? I think it was no, Sudan. It wasn't Sudan. I, I, could be, I could be wrong. That's, it all happens over there, so... Um, so oh, I, but no. Let me let me let me get back to the McDonald's thing real quick. Ahead. So, 
He he didn't eat it because he was like, oh, I don't like the other food. He loved to eat the food. No, it's I just, know. At some point throughout the trip, he would make a point to try a McDonald's, and because he said that um, he started noticing it. Sort of, he said he's he, he had eaten them in in something crazy. By the time I talked to him, it was like over twenty countries he had tried McDonald's in, and he said that they varied wildly. And, and that's kind of why he started doing it, you know, is because they, they vary wildly in, in the taste and, and just the, the, the general makeup of the food and the dining experience. Like you go into a lot of places in like Western Europe and it's like a sit down restaurant. It's like an American themed kind of thing. And there's waitresses and there's beer and there's, you know, it's, and it's nice food. And he said, for some reason, I don't know why, but the best country that the best bur- McDonald's burger he had was in Egypt. Egypt had the best McDonald's. You know where the worst hmm. McDonald's burger he had was out of all those 20-something countries in, in all seven continents that he tried it on? India. Uh, what, what's up? India. I don't know if he tried one in India or not. Well, they can't. Did. I don't know if they have them because cows are sacred, so that would be a problem. Yeah, it's all cockroaches there this is what they use. For That's the, why I said McDonald's India is like yeah. they, they probably use some sort of substitute. Yeah. Because, well, there they do it to troll people. It's They go in there and like, oh, you want uh, cow cow meat, my friend? Yeah, go ahead. We got good cow meat. Ah, oh, you ate a cockroach. Fuck you, you heathen. Trying to eat my grandfather. Eat a dick, you know? And uh, that's, but yeah, that's why they do it there. So yeah, probably India would have been bad. But um, no, he said the worst country out of all the 20-something countries he tried it in. Ooh, um, America. No, USA. Yes, America, America, <laughs> and that's because, we, like, we don't give up. There, they're using meat that's you know from around the McDonald's, you know, or like close enough that it's going to be somewhat fresh. They're not like paying some guy to chop down part of the rainforest and and feed a a a, a fucking cow a bunch of just just poisonous food. And, you know, pumping that meat full of chemicals so it can be frozen and shipped to another continent, you know, like it's just we don't care. Uh, and I'm not saying nobody here cares about the quality of food. Yeah. If you want to go out well, of your most way people that eat McDonald's do not care about the quality yes. of their food. No, no. Uh, you, you know, and I'm not talking about stopping in for a dollar sandwich. You know what I mean? Like to tide you over. Till you get to it. I, I do that from time to time, you know, because you can just a cheap little burger to tide me over till, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to eat later. That's one thing, man. But the people that really go in and go fucking nuts there, like I I do not understand that at all. But, yeah, that's that's why we have the worst McDonald's is because we don't give a fuck about the quality of it. And that's why Pizza Hut's crushing it right now. Because they're not McDonald's. Yeah, that's why people, I, I love Taco Bell so much more than even the authentic Mexican restaurants all around me in this whole state of California. I love it so much, I literally want to live there for a fucking weekend. That is insane. It's good stuff. So, uh, the thing I originally wanted to open with tonight, uh, before uh, the, the unfortunate uh, shooting happened, uh, moving on, away from that, um, I asked you if you had seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have not. I still want to talk about no, it. because I fucking love Tarantino, too, so no spoilers. No, no spoilers. I'm going to—I I, want to talk about uh, Tarantino and his image right now more than the film. I don't want to talk about the film. I will say one thing about the film, but it's not a spoiler. It's not a plot point. Well, it is a plot point, but it's, don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything. First sure, sure. of all, I really liked the film. Okay, that said— um, did you see when he unveiled the film at Cannes, uh, what happened? 
Do you remember? No. He was interviewed, and then someone came at him and said, hey, you have Margot Robbie in this film, and she doesn't have any lines. Why is that? You hate women. Like, this whole narrative started about Quentin Tarantino being a sexist because he did not write a big part for Margot Robbie. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's not a film about Margot Robbie. It's about Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, and she is an auxiliary character. She's not in the film that much, and maybe, yes, when she's in the film, she's not talking. She doesn't have a ton of dialogue, but it's not a film about her. She plays Sharon Tate, and it's set in 1969, but it's not a movie about Sharon Tate. It is a movie about Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and their relationship, their friendship. It is a male bonding movie, and it is about them. So to come to walk away from the movie and saying, "Hey, uh, she, there, there's Luke Perry is in the film for all of three minutes." Like you've seen the ads where it says, "Wait till they see the movie." If that gets them mad, wait till they see the movie. Crazy rich Asians. Asians. It's so racist against anyone who's not a crazy rich Asian. Ha. <laughs> Duh. Listen to me stumble over that fucking thing that's not even a tongue twister. There you Crazy go. Crazy rich Asians. But that racist against people that aren't Asian. So here, there we go. I said it right. There you go. So here's here's the plot point I will tell you. And again, I'm not spoiling anything. It's it's not a twist or it's just a character development thing. Um, I read an article before I saw the movie because it's a it was one of the, about what I'm talking about. I, I can't remember what the exact clickbait headline one was, but it was this bearded white guy who wrote an article about Quentin Tarantino hating women. And it was like, once upon a time in Hollywood proves yet again that Quentin Tarantino hates women. So I start scanning it to see what this... Did he at least go into any of his other films? Because he has pretty, like, Kill Bill, strong maybe? female Where, roles yes. in a lot of his movies. Exactly. Kill Bill was all about the badass, uh, you know, the toughest badass was Uma Thurman. No, this guy's yeah, Death point... Proof. He's got a bunch of those. Yes, Death Proof. They don't know anything about his body of work. Um, Jackie Brown was all about a tough yeah. African American woman. So anyway, this guy's point was he and I remember I I I don't remember the exact sentence, but it was one of those ones where it said, "In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of his main characters, Brad Pitt, he killed his wife." And that there's there's no going into context. There's no saying anything about it. There it's just that because the Brad Pitt character, and, and by the way, when you see the movie. He may have killed his wife. It is insinuated, and it is believed that he killed his wife, but it is left op- left somewhat open-ended. And, again, not a spoiler alert, Brad Pitt's life in the movie, his character, he has a shitty life. So it's not like Quentin wrote this thing, part where it was like, and Brad, killed, Brad Pitt kills his wife and wins the lottery, and everybody loves him. Brad Pitt's character leads a very sad life, and he may or may not have killed his wife, but it's like, so this guy writes that Quentin Tarantino has a character in his movie that killed his wife, and that makes Quentin Tarantino a misogynist that hates women. It was the most absurd fucking well, thing I'd read. Who, who was, um, was, was, he said this was the same guy that, like, he, he was at a press conference? No, no, the these are different people. No, no, no. The, someone at the press conference said, okay. you didn't give Margot Robbie any lines. You know, what's with you hating on women? And then that became a story. So this bearded fuck that wrote about the Brad Pitt character, he's just doubling down on that. He's found this little thing that he can latch onto so that he can be woke and impress, I don't know, the women in his circles that say, look, I wrote a hit piece on Quentin Tarantino. You know, you can you can fuck me, ladies. You can like me. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm down with the women or whatever the fuck he's that doing. That same guy fingers women while they're unconscious. I guarantee it. 
Yeah. Well, he, no one will fuck him, so he writes pieces like that so he can try and attract, like, the, the screaming woman from Evergreen Campus, you know, one of, one of those type of people. Yeah, I, I wrote the, the Quentin Tarantino piece. You don't have to worry about putting a napkin over your drink with me. Just go take a piss. It's fine. Yeah, see how I treat women? I write I write absurd uh, hit pieces on directors because it's care. And again, I can only repeat this because I, it's so absurd. Well, but who's who's asking him about who is this? So this guy just sounds like a douchebag blogger on like like I don't really care about him because it, there's there's a million of these jerk offs. No, no, it's he like, was it was actually I don't remember what piece, but it was something like Vanity Fair or Hollywood Reporter or something. it was an actual article. Wow. Yeah, that's that's fucking wild, man. I, uh, you know, anything counts as fucking journalism anymore. I well, guess. Well, and it all stems from the the piece in uh, from from Khan when the when the journalist asked about Margot Robbie, and Quentin's answer was, uh, I, "I don't subscribe to your hypothesis." Like, all, right. Quentin Tarantino was a little rough. All he had to do was say, "It's a movie about Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio." Everyone else is a side character. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart is in it for a minute. Luke Perry's in it for three minutes. Uh, shit, I can't think of his guy, the, the, his name. The redhead from Band of Brothers. He's in it for a moment. Everybody is in this film for a moment. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are the stars. They carry the weight of the film. It's insane to think. That I, and here's the other part. If you're a journalist uh, writing these stories, here's an idea. Go write a fucking screenplay about uh, where a woman is the hero. Instead of writing about people that don't do that, fucking write your own movie, you fucking lazy pieces of shit. Well, no, because this they're, they're not good writers. That's why they're doing that, right? Like, yeah. um, So there's actually, um, I don't know if you've been following, there's, there's been this whole thing in Hollywood where there's been guys who are actually... Not just sexist, but committing sex crimes against women have been covered. I, oh, I really? think it's called the Me Too movement. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think maybe maybe woke um, you know reporters might have heard of it, um, should have heard of it, right? So here's here's what like what actual good reporters that are that want to tackle sexism in Hollywood, they're digging up stuff like that. You know, um, a lot of that's already been being done by good reporters. So if you're a shitty reporter like this one, you have one of two options. You can either write your opinion about actual journalism, you know, like about going, well, you know, this article came out, this article came out. And it's my opinion based on all these articles that did all this research that I think it's Harvey Weinstein guy's a dick, you know, like you can either write that fucking article or you can you can do the thing where you're like, I'm going to find something that is sexist or anti this ethnicity anti this like sexual orientation like whatever you know i'm gonna find a thing that's anti some group that no one else is looking at you know which is good if you can if you can find that thing great but that's not what happens with a lot of these people because they're that's that's what a good journalist would do a good journalist would find a thing that's you know um uh, the the people in spotlight you know the boston globe hey here's a bunch of these uh you know kids that are getting abused by the church or whatever you know and we're going to uh, you know, cast uh, what's the thing? Uh, oh, the title of the movie. We're gonna cast a spotlight on it, right? So what shitty reporters do is they'll either a, like I said, write an opinion about uh, an opinion piece about journalism that's already happened, or b, I'm gonna cast a spotlight on some kind of unwoke shit that nobody else is. But if they're shitty journalists trying to do that, trying to do the spotlight thing, um, they're just 
shining it where it doesn't really exist, or they're turning like a one or a two into a ten. You know, um, they're 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 calling Aziz Ansari uh, the, the the most deviant sex criminal that's ever lived. You know, just something is 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 going on. So. That's that's sort of what's happening right now, but we're in a place with journalism where even even sources where it's like, all right, Vanity Fair should at least have decent articles, not this garbage. It's all out the fucking window, man. There's no sort of journalistic integrity anymore. It's all about let's get it in first instead of let's get it in the most accurate. You know, well, it doesn't click, have click, to click, be click, accurate. Click. Yeah, yes. it's it's yes. what it's, kind it's of it's all clickbait bullshit, and that that's what this is. Well, and I did forget one thing that I would like to admit to is uh, it wasn't – this is Quentin Tarantino's first movie since the Harvey Weinstein thing, and it's the first movie he made without Harvey Weinstein as a producer. And so when Harvey fell, he's had a big tie to Harvey Weinstein, so that is why people, people came at him for not, like, knowing or doing anything earlier. He said that, well, maybe I'd heard a story or two, but I didn't think it was what it was, you know. Um, but that's the thing is he was he was underneath Harvey Weinstein. And it's not like it's not like this guy is. But he's high enough up that Harvey Weinstein is going to try to keep that shit separate from those people. Well, right. Like, that's what I'm saying is he took the fall anyway. He, like, re, I remember when it happened, people immediately started saying, well, what did Quentin Tarantino know and when did he know it and why didn't he do anything? Right. That's their first reaction. And so this is still the fallout from that, this bearded fuck that wrote the stupid story about Brad Pitt's character. But you got to have evidence. You can't well, they, just have speculation. That's, that, these people don't give a shit about that. It's like you said, these are bloggers at best, who somehow end up journalists and get to ask these asshole questions at con, or you know, it's just, it's it's they just they 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 know who they are targeting for their audience. Like, ooh, right. if I write a piece like this, then I will get enough angry idiots to click on it and then make me feel good about my poor writing because I can surround myself with these morons and we can all be in this little moron club and support right. one another. It's like, look, if if I'm I'm all for them going after people who knew stuff about these guys, and especially people that were above them and were letting it continue, people that were kind of on their level letting it continue, even people that were below them and letting it continue, anybody who knowingly let it continue, yeah, absolutely. But I'm putting myself in Harvey Weinstein's shoes now. Um, I'm I'm a fat, disgusting rapist. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to try to keep that whole part of, like, I'm going to try to keep that a secret. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to brag to the directors about what a fat, disgusting rapist I am. I'm going to show up and be like, I am a fat, disgusting, decent human being. Please don't look at my hard drive. You know, like, that's, <laughs> right. that's my goal. That's my fucking strategy. And that's that's what most of these guys' strategies are. Now, people who, you know, maybe were working with him alongside of him, who were the producers who like worked at not not the not the directors that they're hiring. There's no fucking way these guys are getting told any of this shit. And if, yeah, if some lady did come to him and and he, you know, told him this and he didn't do anything about it, yeah, fine. But you can't just speculate and say, well, you know, I haven't literally been told by every single woman on the planet that they didn't confess anything horrible to Quentin Tarantino, therefore he must be guilty. That's just crazy. you got to have evidence for something like that because the guy like that who's especially rich and powerful in doing this, he's wanting to keep that shit a secret, you know? Well, and not only that, but a guy like that that is rich and powerful, 
you've pissed off a bunch of people just in general doing legit sh- things or even if say say slightly you know cutthroat things you've done things that are cutthroat let's put it that way right, right. you have heard that there's a hot script uh, but you have a movie coming out and you don't want the competition so you buy it and bury it and then you know whatever it is you've done some cutthroat fucked people over shit which means people are going to be... He would sit on the scripts, and nobody wanted to touch the scripts after that. But I'm just saying that people are going to be bad-mouthing. People always bad-mouth the person at the top. They're like, oh, this guy fucked me over this way, or, you know, it is very rare to find someone at the head of a company where everybody says, oh, yeah, he got there just because he's an awesome dude. No, they're going to say he did this, he did that. And so when, when it happened with Quentin Tarantino, he said, you know... I think I heard a thing or two, but I had no idea it was that bad. When you hear, it's not like Cosby, where it's like, fool me once, haha, shame on me, fool me 20 times. If you hear something like, oh, I heard he fucked that actress, like, there, there were rumors coming out all the time about different things, um, like like actors and actresses. Right, they, they if you're hearing sp- it from, like, a, a, a fourth party, <laughs> right. it's like, what's, what's that mean? Yeah. Not just a fourth party, or... I didn't get that part because I wouldn't blow Harvey Weinstein. Right. Really? Right. Uh, okay, well, maybe, but also maybe you weren't right for the part or, you know, is speculation is speculation. And not to, uh, these things do happen. There are producers out there, and Harvey Weinstein's one of them that says, blow me or you don't get the part. Um, and he hurt people. It's just that he, people, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, some people have to, they they said they were afraid they were afraid and they didn't get their stories out there and it sucks and it's horrible right and right. hopefully he goes to jail for it now but who knows yeah yeah absolutely but that doesn't mean yeah. you say Quentin Tarantino's a bad person for making films with him hell George yeah, you, Clooney you gotta, made a couple movies with him and said I had no fucking clue that's horrible right yeah I mean if if like I said if if women were saying. I was telling Quentin Tarantino about this and he did nothing. Yeah, even though he's technically underneath Harvey Weinstein, uh, yeah, after Pulp Fiction, he could fucking kind of throw some weight around. Yeah, different story. But if if he's, like, hearing this from fourth parties and shit, like, they, there's nothing he could do with that. There is not. All right, uh, sticking on movies, I did want to talk about a film. I finally saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And I remember you said you loved it. You thought it was great. I liked it, man. Yeah. I here. Okay, let me let me relate it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a very slow movie with a very good ending. To me, Bohemian Rhapsody was a very well paced movie with a horrible ending. And it, the ending wasn't great. Yeah. I'll give you that. And it it left wasn't a bad great. Taste but... in my mouth. It was yeah. like I I was enjoying the film, but the longer Live Aid went on the less I liked the whole project. If they had just said, if, if, and, you know, if he had just walked out of the curtain and onto the stage at Live Aid and then they put up the credits like he played Live Aid and, it, you know, then Resurgence Career and then, you know, that would have been great. But that fuck, I like the film, that whole Live Aid thing at the end just kept on fucking going and I'm like, Jesus, goddamn Christ. And it got cheesier and cheesier, cutting to the bar and people are dancing and singing in the bar and you've got the guys that... Yeah. Yeah, that, gaffers that, up on the lighting was, rig, and I, I'm yeah, like, come that on. That scene was unnecessary. Yeah, there, it, it was just too much. I enjoyed that being it said, overall. I kind of like, I yeah. like seeing a movie about you know a, a, a band, you know, getting getting big. Like, even though I think they should have spent more time at the beginning of their career, 
I agree with that too. And and of course it's a movie, so a lot changes. And I did look up some of that. And it's funny when they have that big fight with uh, uh, Freddie got paid four million dollars to do two solo albums. During that period, they were all kind of doing their own thing. I don't remember the exact numbers, but when I looked it up, it yeah, said, oh, yeah, yeah, Brian May was putting out a solo album, and the drummer was doing. So they were all right. sort of doing side projects. Yeah, like they spiced that shit up for the movie. I and and you know, like I'm not saying there's not parts where they did that. I but I'm just saying it's sort of like how I I I don't like comic book movies because I didn't grow up. Like in comic books, you know, but I like I grew up like in old fucking hair bands and shit. So, <laughs> you know, you show them as the weird little superheroes and that now I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, overall, I like the movie. I, I would recommend Bohemian Rhapsody to anyone. I would just say when they hit Live Aid, sort of dial it back, tune out a little bit, maybe jump on Facebook and sort of half watch, like watch the movie, be into the movie. And when they say, all right, here we are, here's Freddie Mercury and Queen at Live Aid, then start checking your email and keeping it on in the background. But because here's one thing I thought was hilarious. Um when they kept cutting to crowd shots, you have this stadium uh, of 130,000 people or whatever in the stadium, 70,000, whoever. Uh, when they would do close-ups, it was the same, like, eight people, which I thought was like, you've got this 10 or 15-minute Live Aid scene, and you yeah. keep doing the same close-ups of the same, like, six people in the audience. I'm like, oh, for the fuck of fuck, will you just edit this? You don't even need yeah, this. Yeah, somebody editing wasn't great. cut it. All right, let's close but up. One thing, one thing I wish they would have, I, I really wish they would have gone into was um, I want to know the exact moment when and why they decided to switch from making every single song of theirs about Lord of the Rings to, I don't know, music for grownups. Because that shit happened like four or five album, albums in. And you know it would have been an epic fight like um, the Suns band in F is for Family. And I really wanted to see that fight. I, off that note, I would say the same thing. What would be interesting is for someone uh, to do a college thesis on Rush and Queen and do the exact same comparison. Because both bands are parallel. Where, where Rush was doing songs like Trees and writing about hobbits and fairies and shit. Yeah. And then suddenly they put out Tom Sawyer and Spirit of Radio and like, whoa, this is actually fucking good listenable rock. And the same with Queen, like you right. said. They're, they're doing this pixie, sh not not the band pixies, but like yeah. fairies and pixies shit. And then suddenly out of and nowhere. And I'm not saying there's not a single good song in their first like four or five fucking albums i'm just saying very few and far between like they really didn't hit their they they really didn't make like great albums in my opinion un until uh night at the opera yes all right so uh, this is gonna sound odd uh but stay with me uh, i said but I that's why i wanted to see the fight though real quick because you know at least one guy in the band was like fuck that we love fairies and goblins you know like that's our shit you know and the other guy was like no we're grown-ups now mate fuck you and they were throwing things at each other they're throwing little action figures and stuff they're getting they're, 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 they almost lost an eyeball one of them would have been an epic fight. Except that was the thing is they they even seemed to fight well. Like they had disagreements, but uh, I, that could have been you know toned down too. Um, yeah. But either way, all right. So uh, book ending what we opened with. To me, the uh, I, I talked about this a couple of days ago or on a couple of podcasts ago. Um, it was with Jessica Beale and and vaccinations. And the same thing. The, to me, what's going to piss me off and be horrible 
uh, about El Paso in like two or three days is, if you remember, right before El Paso today, there was a shooting in Gilroy, California at the Garlic Festival. Uh, three people were shot, and then the police shot the, the suspect because they had a strong police presence at the festival. What I'm leading up to is after the Garlic Festival shooting, I had the unfortunate... Uh, happening where I saw this fucking headline and just why? Why do we need this story? Celebrities react to death of six-year-old in Gilroy Garlic Festival shooting. Unless I one of them was thrilled about it, it's not really a news story. Yeah. Why, exactly. Why, I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm scrolling down and I hate the fact that I had to click this, but Billy Baldwin is weighing in, Julianne Moore, Katie Couric. I Great. I don't Give a fuck. You know, like, why do is Rosanna Arquette... Like you said, everyone should be outraged and or horrified or depressed. A six-year-old child shot. It's just disgusting and depressing. But that doesn't mean I give a fuck what any celebrity... I'll take course, on Alyssa this. As Milano. an entertainer, I think mass murderers are dicks. <laughs> Me too. You heard it here first. The Idiots on Parade podcast. We are against mass shootings, and especially when they shoot kids. You you mass shooters are all dicks. Yeah. Fuck I'm you taking all. a brave stance. I'm not going to listen to any of you pro-mass murder trolls out there on the internet. You know, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't like them. You and I are heroes, my friend, for our brave and bold stance. Fucking A. All right, so prepare for next week on the podcast when I again read celebrities react to El Paso shooting. Oh, and we're gonna we're gonna bravely journalism. we're gonna bravely be against mass shootings and we're the Harvey Milk of, of, of mass shootings. That's right. We're fucking martyrs for this cause. We don't like mass shootings and we're not afraid to say it, just like these these brave celebrities on their Twitters. We will shout it from the rooftops. All right, check out jakevevra.com. Check out nathantimmel.com. Oh, and as I sign off, I want to say this very quickly, Jake. I couldn't be more proud of my son. Um, I told Jake... Uh, what, is he against mass shootings, too? He, he damn well better be. I'm going to... If he's a. not, uh, I'm going to get a belt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a uh, Adrian Peterson caning. Um, there you go. So uh, I, I said I could record earlier than we usually do because uh, my family went to a little barbecue fire pit thing at the neighbor's house. Uh, but then yeah. my son came home, and I'm like, shit, I'm going to record now. I'll just put him in front of the TV, and this is why I love my son. I love my daughter. I love both of them. But my, my daughter, you put her in front of the TV, and uh, she puts on, like, Air Bud 7, and it's just sure. atrocious. Hold on one second, buddy. Here he comes. My son, I give him the remote. Buddy, what did you watch? He put on, like, Our Big Blue Planet. I walk out there, and he's watching, nice, like, nice. nature educational programming. Good TV, Yeah, buddy. but he's, he's he's tricking you. As soon as you walk out of the rooms, it's, he's switching into the Kardashians. Well, that's fine. All right. Truman, I love you, buddy. All right. He wants to talk to me, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. JakeVever.com, NathanTimmel.com. Share the podcast. Give us good ratings. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Later. <laughs>